Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, back once again, checking in with you, the Informed Idiots here. Uh, I'm your lovely host, Nate Yanez. With me, my co-host, as always, Yvonne Trejo. Yvonne, say hello to the people. Buenos dias, pendejos. We are here to check in uh, after week four's uh, NFL slate. Basically, we wanted to kind of cover um, the Chiefs. Last game, where we're at, feelings on that, um, the hysteria that is the uh, Swifties taking over NFL Sundays, and uh, <laughs> in my opinion, the absolute hilarious um, hilarious takes that some people have and, and how hard it is for them to share football uh, and, and have Taylor Swift on their screen for approximately <laughs> four minutes to seven minutes total of, of the three-hour football game. But I digress. Um, Yvonne? Bro- some of the uh, uh, theories that people have for their relationship or whatever it is. I'll, is I'll tell you right now. Fucking I, hilarious. I definitely think that they have been dating for way longer than we know. Okay. So so let me give you my my little theory of I how long. And maybe go ahead and finish oh, how long you think they've been dating. Because I, oh, I, I have I have no idea, right? I, I I don't really I know for a fact that they've been dating um prior or to, to uh whenever uh uh Kelsey the or whenever they did their um their podcast with uh Jason's wife. With Kylie. Yeah it's with been Kylie. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I, I, there's I, so I, many breadcrumbs out there, and and that is part of why I'm like, if you're not having fun with this, then you don't know how to have fun with football. Well, like, it's not it's not even about having fun. It's like if you're not having fun in life, period. Like they're obviously just making the best. They're having fun. Like uh, you know, obviously, like he shot his shot and made it and so a lot of people are like oh it's not real no matter what the uh, the end of end all outcome of this is um number one i think it's incredibly weird that this many people are focused on two people dating i understand uh, I, why and like the i i get it and yeah. i like and i'm enjoying it i'm i follow the stuff i have you know i get the tiktoks and the instagram posts my my sisters are all swifties they went to see her in arrowhead so right. like I get that part. And like I grew up with sisters who obsessed over NSYNC. My mm-hmm. mom, my people who know me and have known me know my mom is obsessed with Donnie Osmond. Like she that's the only person on earth I think my mother would consider leaving my father for. Right? Like, <laughs> so I, I get the crazy fandom side of it. So maybe right. I'm a little insulated to where it doesn't bug me that much. Um, but I just the way that they interact the way that she carries herself um, and how, she, how we've seen her interact with the family, I guess the mom um, so far in the box, like, I don't know, man, that do, that just doesn't seem like first date, second date, third date, fourth date, fifth date. That right. seems like they've, you know, they met somewhere at an awards party or something. I mean, he, they probably met when he did SNL cause she's got a place in New York. So, God knows when they first actually cross paths with each other. <clears throat> and I'm sure they weren't dating immediately. And then right. some sort of it, it, it evolved. And then it became a fun thing where maybe they weren't really like, maybe they dated a little bit and then he wanted to take it serious. And that's where the story about the friendship bracelet, like really takes. No. Form, but I, I honestly, 
I, I, I honestly, I, I think it's it's a hundred percent real. Is he shot his shot, and then she obviously heard it, or and then and then they connected from there. Because I, I know for a fact that it's that's how it started. Um, but uh, yeah, and actually, they're well, showing. We've, we've right? spent enough time on Taylor. I can tell but, you this but much. Let me let me let me a little better. Oh, dude, this, listen, no, we, we want the game, bro. Like, people need to just – He, I, I'm watching the game right now. He he doesn't seem like he didn't play well. Well, finish your um, thought. And, and it's in the fourth quarter. Um, but, yeah, I, all I will say about them is is it, I, I'm really not too concerned about who any of the players are dating. I think it's great that – I think it's great for them – for both of them because – from what I'm seeing, it's it's real, and it's it's they're in that puppy love stage, you know. So it's always fun to see that puppy love stage, um, and um, I, I really I just I wish them the best. Uh, honestly, like I said, I'm not too much into people and who they're dating, and I really do, don't care too much. I'm, I care more about in between the lines and outside of them, outside of the game. I just wish they they make smart decisions. So I tell you what, a much what upset me much more than than seeing Taylor Swift on my screen was the uh, the shot that uh, Aaron Rodgers took at him on McAfee's show today. Oh, uh, I, I like, uh, it's Mr. just Pfizer? such it's, it's well, yeah, it's such like low brow, just like d bag humor. Like, don't get me wrong, it, I it, it like okay, I can kind of get a chuckle at it, but it's like. Come on, dude. You are Aaron Rodgers. Like mm-hmm. your your paychecks are cashed. Are, are you're paid by the heir to Johnson Johnson? Well, so, you heard like, you also accept money from a pharmaceutical company. There's a little bit of hypocrisy, and like I don't know. It's just yeah. That that's how Rodgers. He's already. I've heard multiple times. I think there was this one guy who criticized him that said. Uh, um, well, and Rogers went to multiple Taylor Swift concerts too. On you know, maybe he shot a shot and didn't hear back. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I think it's it's just easy for for people to hate on Travis right now. So I mean, listen, when you're at the top, bro, people are gonna hate. Look, so uh, bringing up Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets, um, uh, I have to say, like, wow. Um, what a fucking performance by Zach Wilson. I was texting my dad uh, during the game. I mean, early, early in yeah. the game, I texted my dad and I'm like, okay, this this kid has always had the talent. He just could never really get it all lined up right. And I am watching him make all the right decisions against a very good Chiefs defense. One of the top five defenses in the NFL for sure with a top three, top five defensive coordinator. Like that guy comes up with schemes and plans and gets everybody. That's what Spags does. And for, uh, for Wilson to have the game that he did, uh, I was really impressed um, with him, especially as the game went on. Uh, That throw to to, uh, Garrett Wilson, that he just like freeze frame caught on the sideline. Like what a ball. Um, and then the touchdown pass as well. Like um, shout out to Zach Wilson for putting a, a hell of a game together. Um, and for, you know, if you're going to do the quarterback dueling, like he won, bro. Like he definitely outplayed Mahomes. Um, 
the Jets defense did a better job than the Chiefs defense of of rattling rattling the opposing quarterback. I was really impressed. Um, I I know a lot of people were feel the same way that you do about uh, about um, Mister Mister Wilson. Um, here's what, here's the thing that I will say about him. Um, I think he's still young and from what I'm, from what I saw, I didn't think, damn, he is here and the Jets are, have a quarterback per se. I still think he needs a lot of work. I think he's going to come out. This is the same person that, uh, that I, I mean, dude, I can't remember. I mean, I can't. I can pull up his stats right now and, and what he had the previous games. But I mean, I think he pulled a drive or two together. I think he pulled a really, a really good drive right before, um, right before the, the halftime. And I think he pulled a really good drive uh, right after halftime. And that's why people saw. But I, well, to me, to to me. Um, you need to put together a really good game. And I still think that as, as, as good as he looked in that game, to me, he's still very far off. Uh, so, to, so maybe to me, he wasn't the, the worst quarterback in the NFL, but maybe he, he's now the, the, you know, the 29th instead of the 32nd. That's oh, what he yeah, showed no. me. I mean, in, in the large, in the large scheme of everything, uh, uh, yeah, I completely agree. Like he hasn't done near enough to to really wholeheartedly change my opinion of him. I just didn't think, and I agree with basically everything you said. Where where my point of view comes in is, I'm I'm not necessarily like he has plenty of areas to improve upon, but the things that he hadn't done before and throughout his career it was either check down or he'd, he'd only throw, you know, a deep bomb. If it was open, he would right. hesitate the decision-making and the speed of his decision-making was the thing that was the problem, right? Just processing and getting through the plays. And even to your point, we haven't seen him step up yet. This was the first time that, that watching the game, I texted my dad, I'll look it up. But basically what I said to him was this kid is finally getting on a rhythm and he's finally building some confidence and the team around him is tired of everybody shit talking them because all the way up until the fifth play of their season, everybody looked at them as like they could be a Super Bowl team if everything hits right, but they're definitely a playoff team. They are a team to be scared with. They have a bunch of young talent. So you you really think so? Get, you really oh, yeah. think they're going to make the playoffs? No. I, listen to what I said. At week five at, or play five of week one, that was oh, our realistic man. expectation. Everybody then withdrew, right? But the talent level of all those players on the team didn't change. All those guys still know how fucking good they are. And they didn't play or raise their level. Because Zach had never given anybody on the offensive side or any of the defensive players like that extra motivation because you believe in the guy. But through that game, we finally saw him string up basically a whole game together of making the right decision 
almost all the time, cutting the ball loose, like Collinsworth was saying. He was getting through his reads and ripping that shit and letting the ball fly. Now, hopefully, he builds on it moving forward. And see, and that's where I will disagree with you just a little bit, um, is that I don't think I saw a whole game of Zach Wilson uh, putting string in together. I think I saw a, I think I saw two drives, and then he dropped the ball in the fucking fourth quarter. So, to me, it, like I said, it, it, to me, he showed I, – I can see his potential, and I've seen it before. I, I was actually – I'm a huge Zach uh, uh, Wilson uh, fan. I, I, do, I do like the kid. I, th- I think he can be very well if he's given the chance. Like, I was very excited for him to sit behind Aaron Rodgers and see what he can be- become because I know that he's still young. I think he's like 24 or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not even that. He's probably like 22 or something like that. Um, I know that he's still young, um, but yeah, 24. Um, but I mean, what I saw, like I said, to me, what I saw in that game is I didn't see a whole game of, of damn, this kid is, 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 is is figured in it out. I think I saw two drives. Um, and to me, you need to put together more than two drives together to, um, to succeed in the NFL. I think he's going to struggle next week. I, I know he, he faces Denver, so that's I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, how that's going to do. Um, but, I mean, this is the same kid. I mean, this is – the last completion, you know, against the Patriots was – he completed 50% of his passes, 157 yards, you know, and, and no touchdowns, you know, so – Again, I, I've seen the good and I've seen the bad of Zach Wilson. Unfortunately, um, I've seen too much bad of Zach Wilson. I, I just think that we just recently saw um, a little bit of good, and to I, which I, like I said, I hope he puts it together um, sooner rather than later. I just don't think he has yet. I still, I, th- I still think he has quite a little bit of a goal. Uh, yeah, I don't I, I I think I don't think there's anybody who doesn't disagree with that. I think it's just everybody is going, "Oh shit. You actually played like really well. Like you had you not had you not fumbled the snap, had you not taken your eyes off of a snap, you probably win that game." I mean, yeah, I, you know, but... so so I I totally agree. He needs to show me, you and everybody, including his team, more. Like this this needs to be what we expect of you and not what we're all going, okay, and, was it this one game or is it actually going to start to be, you know, a trend? Because right. what we've it, seen of you bef- up until this point is um, a whole lot of potential and a whole lot of bad football um, and bad quarterbacking and upset wide receivers on the sidelines. Because, I mean, yeah, because to me it's just it's just it's something, somehow a little bit even, you know, disrespectful to, to Zach Wilson to be like, oh, you know, like, congratulations. Like, wow, you, you can actually throw the fucking ball. Like, oh, wow. Like, I think that's what we saw, which to me I knew that he can do it. Um, I just – again, he's, he's in a new system too. So he's, he's learning a completely new system that he didn't think he's going to be starting. Um, so I, I – I'm excited to see what Zach Wilson's going to look like next year, or probably even next, not even next year, because he's probably not going to play next year um, if Rodgers comes back. But um, I mean, would would it not be would Zach it not Wilson be point two? 
is what I'm excited to see. Zach Wilson point two. Whenever that comes, I'm excited to see that because I know set this Zach Wilson point one. Um, the Zach Wilson point one that we saw last year and, the, and this year that we're going to see this year is um, it's going to be it's going to be a little a little rough at patch and patchy. Yeah, if, if Zach Wilson is to be good, this needs to be the game that everybody looks back at and goes, okay, that Sunday night duel against Mahomes when Taylor Swift was in the house and the enti- and it was the most watched game of all time, I believe. It had like 27, 29 million people tuned in at the peak. Like a massive audience for Sunday night football. Well, so like if that's the game that we all remember is that's where he started to play good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm fine with, with, uh, with having the chiefs remembered in that way. We won, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's no. a lot easier to, to stomach the guy finally putting a good game together. And also I think as chiefs fans, we're kind of conditioned for this weird shit. I don't know if you follow a bunch of the guys on, on uh, chiefs, Twitter, but if you're if you're a Chiefs fan and you've been around for six, seven, eight more than Mahomes' career, or even just Mahomes' career, this is the weird shit that happens. Only weird games with the Chiefs. Weird shit happens. You know the the Titans game last year, where the guy who can't even beat out you know is the three, number three quarterback on their team this year. Like he threw for like 250 yards, threw like an 83 yard touchdown pass again. Like just all weird stuff has to happen to the chiefs. If you're going to have your best day as a quarterback um, and you're like a weird guy who doesn't not a consistent starter, you probably want to be facing the Kansas city chiefs. Cause we will invite and be a part of that weird fucking game right along with you. So, yeah, no, it's- um, it was a roller coaster ride. It was really fun. I enjoyed all the hoopla and the chutzpah and all the bullshit that came along with, um, with, with what, uh, you know, Taylor Swift and being a Chiefs fan now um, entails. It's, I was talking with somebody, you know, a week ago, and especially after the, 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 the flags that nobody talks about in the first half, but only talks about in the second half. Like, sorry, soft score, Gardner held him. Like, that gets a penalty nine times out of nine times, 10 times out of 10. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, you know, we're the new Patriots. Like we're really good and we're really hard to beat. And even when we play bad, we're probably still better than you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, if if we're going to be the ones that everybody uh, has the conspiracy theories about, um, and then you compile that with the Taylor uh, Swift thing, like bring it on, man. Like I watched a season where a wide receiver didn't fucking catch a touchdown pass. This is exactly you. I know what makes you cheer. You can't hurt me. Like, you can't hurt me. Bring, right. Bring it on. We'll, 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 we'll take and, what you want to deal out. And see, that's what it is, is like the two Chiefs fans, like, like obviously right now it's just weird because we are on a heavier spotlight, obviously, because of Taylor. Um, Go watch any of the Marcus Mariota playoff games against the Kansas City Chiefs that we didn't win. Go watch Jamal Charles blow his knee out on like the seventh don't, play don't of watch the playoff that. game. If he doesn't blow his knee out, the Chiefs are don't a Super Bowl that. contending team that season. And yeah, Alex don't. Smith probably gets a fucking ring because our team was better than every team that year. So I just – I don't want to hear it. If I've you're watching this enough and haven't seen that – against us. If you're listening to this and you have not seen that video, 
do not watch it. Marcus Mariota had a pass batted back to him, caught it, yeah. and, and ran it in for a touchdown. Andrew that, Luck caught that you ball, can watch. a fumble out of the air and dove in for a touchdown. That Those you can watch. happens to us. Those you can watch because at that point it was frustrating. Now it's just kind of funny. Um, but don't don't do yourself a favor and that shit is don't just it was not mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. especially no. like I think I think it was more nasty to us. Maybe maybe what I remember it just wasn't a nasty, but it was. I think it's just because we knew who he was, what it meant. Because I think that was even his second knee. Uh, injury or something like that, which we knew mm-hmm. that that was probably going to be done. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was, um, it was frustrating. But yeah, no, um, we've seen we've seen a lot of bad football in here in Kansas City. Um, so let us. Uh, so I want to talk. I want to talk with you about trends, um, and what I mean by that is, uh, it's week four or going into week five now, and. At this point, we can kind of start to formulate more of a solid, real understanding of what teams are and what they Mm -hmm. can potentially be moving forward. Um, We're four weeks in. Uh, The Chiefs defense is absolutely for real. The secondary is for real. Uh, The thing that I noticed and I want to point out about our secondary is when you watch the Chiefs play defense now, everybody who plays in the secondary will hit you. And they want to hit you. They want to tackle you. They enjoy the physicality. I think we've seen like five DBs at this point blitz the quarterback. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I watch a lot of football. I, I don't think there are a whole lot of other teams, um, even with nickel and dime defenses being so prevalent. I, I don't feel like there's a lot of teams that trust their defensive backs to blitz like defensive ends and linemen. One of the biggest plays we gave up last week um, – I'm pretty sure one of the, the D tackles was in pass coverage because Spags will just blitz a DB and drop a defensive tackle into zone coverage. And sometimes that means they get matched up on a wide receiver and they've got to cover him in a zone. Like uh, the, the trend that I'm seeing right now is I think the Chiefs potentially, if, if some of these pass rushers um, really start to settle in and, and learn the game, some of these younger guys uh, – help out on the pass rush side of things this could be a, like a top three defense by the end of the year i would be surprised if they're not a top five uh, i mean i think in my eyes there are a top three right now um i mean i, I think, think besides, so i think besides obviously maybe san francisco and dallas you can put in there because mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. they in dallas i think that's the a conversation you could probably talk about Buffalo and Philly too. Um, they they've played they've played really good ball uh, so far this year as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, but Philly, I, I agree. I, I, I think the Chiefs are, are probably a top three um, defense at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you can very much do argue, you can make an argument for for top three. Um, and I think I think he, they they have you know potential to move up there because I know Dallas. Here's the thing about Dallas. Dallas and San Francisco are getting ready to face off, so we'll see. Um, we'll see who the top dog is there, and I, I'm afraid for Dallas because they lost some of their top dogs 
Uh, and I really wanted to see what this San Francisco uh, and Dallas game um, was was all about. I, I had a really good good shot. I mean, Dallas might be able to get them, to, uh, you know, still, but um, you know, being down um, some of their big weapons, I know it's going to be it's going to be a little bit rougher throughout the throughout the year. So mm-hmm. um, that's why I think the, the the Chiefs have a potential to move up as far as like defenses go. But we'll see, because I know our schedule doesn't get any uh, any harder until we face Miami. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I think our I think our defensive line, the sack numbers may not be there, but like the pressure and the kind of chaos that they're causing is really really impressive and, and at a high level right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when the rookie um, Felix kind of figures out how to finish. You know, when we get uh, Mike Dana has really figured out how to finish. I'd like to see Tariq Wharton um, step up. Nandi's impressed me a lot. Coburn, like we've got a nice little you know group of guys that are that are playing really good ball on the defensive line. George Karloftis, um, that's a trend uh, for sure. That dude, he's to me, um, and this is and yes, it's partially because he's a white defensive end, but he reminds me so much of the Cincinnati Bengals defensive ends that you know mm-hmm. what I mean. The guys who mm-hmm. are really fucking good, um, borderline, you know, all pro, you know, pro bowler talent, but maybe don't get the shine. Like they're they're just not they're not shiny and super snazzy. Um, Karloftis, I think, is is rounding into one of those potential um more of a bigger impact guys, you know, I don't think he's ever going to be like a Max Crosby, but like that maybe like a Max Crosby without the extra crazy. Right. That right, makes right. sense. Like, but that's kind of where I see Carl Loftus. He's really, really impressed me so far this year. Um, but Sneed McDuffie, uh, Watson. Um, oh, I just, I just blanked on the, uh, on the other corner. Um, Joshua, Joshua, yeah, um, I, I've been impressed by by all of those guys uh, when they've been pressed into duty. I think the Chiefs' offensive line has impressed me as well. The the call that everybody wanted a hold on Donovan Smith, like nah, dog, that's just y'all just got he just got locked up. Like <laughs> he he mm-hmm. literally that was like you know blocking sled. This is where you hold the guy. This is where you grab on for a clean block. And uh, he just locked up um, number 11 on, on the Jets on that play. Uh, that block by Trey Smith, bro, you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, we're, uh-huh. uh, I, think that's, I think that's Pacheco's that's, uh, that was Pache- down, isn't it? So I, I went through um, all of last year's games and just counted up how many 20-plus yard plays we had. Um, that Yeah, that play there, I believe, is the longest play of Pacheco's career. And, oh yeah, and I'm pretty sure if I go back through, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had more 20-yard runs last season than Pacheco did, and he was out for almost half the year. Yeah, um, just a weird, like weird, but weird stuff, right? To like see, I love Pacheco. But, but last that's year, kind of exactly. where I'm at. That's kind of my exact gripe on at, him. Is at, at what point did we start Pacheco last year? Do you remember? I think it was like midway through the season. 
Right. So he was a little I mean, bit got, further down he the got, season. He got rotated in through the beginning of the season, but I think it was like five or six when he I'm pretty, officially I'm kind sure. of took over the role. Right. I, I'm pretty sure it was, it was like, just like you said, it was towards like the, the middle of the season too. So um, again, at, at that point, we also got to look at schedules and to see who we were playing. We we're probably not running the ball very much. Oh yeah. No, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying like, wow, what a weird, like I would have never thought that, but it makes sense to me because that's kind of how I see Clyde. Like right, Pacheco right, right. will have more 35 yard plays than Clyde will have in his career, but Clyde might have more 20 plus yard plays <laughs> than Pacheco has in his career. Cause that's kind of like Clyde doesn't have the breakaway speed. He's got the wiggle and he's got the, the uh, tackle breaking. Mm-hmm. He can, he can squirm through and spin off and he's small enough that he can end up with a 27 yard carry. Um, my gripe with Pacheco has been like, he doesn't break that last tackle and get you that extra seven to eight yards. He hits a guy after two yards and gets you three more. And it's really cool to watch because he runs really hard, but the TikToks and Instagrams that I saw um, about him and just the, the way, you know, I, I, something, one of my saw was like, you know how they always tell you to like, you have no wasted movement. In, in your running form, like Isaiah Pacheco said, fuck that, and and found all the wasted movement he could. Like, uh-huh. I, I think oh, I tweeted yeah. out something like, uh, that is the slowest 4-3-40 I've ever watched, like, on yep. the field. Like, it's clear that he has the speed, but somehow he also looks like he's going slow. Like, Well, yeah, he looks like he's running on sand because he's, like, pissed off at the, at the ground. Bro. Yeah, it's like, like stop it's... being mad and just – Run, run like, like yeah loosen up that like your, yeah. your body is so rigid bro like you look like me if like a like an action figure if you made it rough it's uh, like it's like i feel like what it, what it reminds me of it's like a, a wind up uh like a toy yes and then you just yes. wind them up yeah it's like he just goes until you know he stops winding up but like up into That's the literally whole time, it. He he'll just, run into he the just... it'll run into the brick wall too. That's yeah. all right. All right, Isaiah Toy Soldier Pacheco. Yep, 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 yep. That's uh, that, that's so. From here on out, yeah, Toy Soldier, wind up, wind up doll. That is yep. exactly his running style. Uh, who else has impressed me so far this season? Um, Rasheed Rice, in, in not in a. I know the stats aren't there, and uh, but just when he's on the field. You, in my opinion, I can't mm-hmm. not see all that potential that is there. It is clear that Pat is trying to get the ball to him. A lot of the drops that he has, and and I'm not giving him an out, but I understand actually why a lot why his drop numbers are so high because Pat is giving him opportunities in contested catches and where he knows he's going to get hit. And he's alligator armed probably over half of the drops that he has, where if you go and watch him, he knows he's going to get hit. He just, you know, and so it's like, all right, for you, I'm seeing everything that I want to see for the guy who can be the guy in the wide receiver room. I think that all that potential is there. Sky Moore has also um, impressed me just as much as he has not impressed me which is like equal, like 
second on the team right now <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> because it's uh, I haven't gone back and watched the all 22. I need to go back and watch the all 22 and really just focus in and watch him um, and, and see what is really going on there because I feel like he's getting open, but I don't know where they're trying to get him the ball and where they're not at this point. Um, he's kind of a weird, like, they don't really target him a lot underneath. They, they don't really target him a lot anywhere, um, really. But uh, I'd like to see them really pick one of these wide receivers the way that they picked Tony last year, where it was clear. You know what I mean? Me and you on a, a couple of times, it's like this is a this is a KT game. They're, they're going to try and get him the ball. It is and clear. See, and uh-huh. And, and see, like, to me, here's the thing, because I know a lot of people have been making puzzles about our wide receivers and we need to all stand out. Here's, here's the thing that I kind of like. Don't, don't get me wrong. I have been the number one. I've been the, conduct, the conductor of the train about getting the number one receiver in here. You've, like, been, I've yeah, been, you've led the hate train. I, I, yes, the wide receiver I, core isn't good enough. Yes, I've been leading that fucking train, but uh, I, I'm also I'm also the uh, a huge. I would be upfront in the uh, in Beach We Trust, uh, in in the Beach We Trust train, um, because honestly, what I I kind of like the fact that we don't have a guy um, that everybody knows that we're gonna go to. Um, I feel like Patrick is good enough, and, and he said it today in his post-interview, uh, I don't know if you heard it, or in his interview, um, that he feels that once he starts playing better, um, the wise receivers will start looking better. Because um, I do very much agree that the, the, the offense just in general hasn't looked um, um you know, in, in in sync per se, just like it did last year. But we also got to realize that for the last three, four, maybe years, we have uh, um, um, the enemy as our offensive coordinator, and we're changing. Was, that is exactly the point that I was. You gonna know, make. I was going to say, you know, the 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 week they played Philly and took it to overtime, they had 365 yards of offense They had 388 yards of offense against the Broncos. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were lower 248, 230. Uh, but they played Arizona. Who's playing above uh, over their heads, uh, way over expectation. And the bills are the bills. Like they're, they're a buzzsaw team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you don't think the impact of Eric the enemy not being here is felt, it is clearly felt, in my opinion. Coaching mm-hmm. fucking matters. Well, and, and, and and you see it clearly. You look at what, what Washington's doing. You know, they almost beat Philly. Um, you well, know, so look at both teams that were that I just highlighted. The commanders overperforming and, and Arizona overperforming. Josh fucking Dobbs out here balling, throwing mm-hmm. dimes, running on the first play of the game. Mm-hmm. Like that offensive coordinator is really good that guy Mm -hmm. is smart um houston the houston texans offense cj stroud like who thought cj Stroud was going to be a beast i did the best of them uh, Uh, you know uh, and uh, play this well uh, this early okay i didn't i didn't there weren't a lot of people there weren't a lot of people the offensive coordinator down there came from san fran and this is those guys um you know he's like a new age uh, I hate to be, you know, cliche, but it's like he's like a newer, 
he's an, another version of like a Mike McDaniels type, a guy who was, the, I believe he was the pass game coordinator or the run game coordinator for, for the 49ers last year, pass game coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And clearly a, a smart mind, like coaching fucking matters. And that, you know, let's see what happens and what rolls out from here the rest of the season. Um, I've seen a lot of potential out of the Chiefs offense. And that's what gives you a lot of hope as a Chiefs fan moving forward. Uh, but if we're checking in here with the, at week eight and we, we're still having this same type of conversation, um, I'll definitely be a lot more worried. Um, so let's let's talk hey, about see, okay. So so I, I just want to say this, dude. Honestly, if we're in the same situation like you just said in week eight, fuck no, I'm not worried because that means we're what uh, six and two. I mean, is that is that what I mean? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Well, I mean, as long I'm not talking record. So, I'm saying I'm saying even, the the way the team is playing right now. I'm okay, I'm still even okay with it. I I, I still don't think. It, I, I still – I don't think until – give me the last four four games of the season. I want to see – that's the win I want to see this team gelling. Until, until we get then, a string of games that the offense proves to me that they can't do enough to win the game. Like right now, they're st- that's the thing is, no, exactly. no, no, no. No matter how bad we play, we, we, all, we still have the ability to string that shit together and go and win a game when we need to. Mahomes showed it to us on Sunday night. Um, but like if he's, if, if that's what we're having to, to bank on, that's when I'll say like, I'm not worried. We're still going to make the playoffs or whatever. It just makes the road back to a super bowl that much harder when you right. got to play against Miami, when you're going to have to play against Buffalo, um, you know, luckily but, it looks like the Bengals are, are going to be struggling for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Until Joe Burrow I'll, gets healthy. So yeah. You know, but Unfortunately. there there's some there's some talented teams in the NFL um, out there right now, and uh, at, at this point, the first quarter of the season, the Chiefs are definitely in the upper tier. Uh, mm-hmm. I just hope that we see development in a lot of these areas. Um, I just, it, you know, I don't need a number one by week eight, but I need it. I need more out of these guys, um, and you know, I need to see a Sky Moore game. You know, I, you know the. I need to see a, a, I honestly, I need to see a Travis Kelsey game. Uh, that would be really nice to see a game where, where Kelsey just goes out there and dominates. Cause right. I don't think we've seen that at, at all. Um, so far, I think that's a big, big part of why uh, the offense hasn't looked as explosive and as good as it can. Uh, for whatever reason, Kelsey is, is not uh, creating the separation, making the plays that he did last year. So, yeah, Anything else I mean, you want to throw in? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I am not worried whatsoever. I don't need to see what I'm seeing right now is is good. I'm seeing a good a good team. To just like you said, the teams that are are probably going to make the uh, the playoffs or let alone the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried. I think they're they're good enough. The Chiefs are good enough to make it to the Super Bowl today or tomorrow. Yeah, throughout um, the league, there's a whole lot that is that is still left to shake out and um, you know solidify. So uh, uh, there's injured players that are going to come back. You know, guys off the pup. Um, there's a lot of 
it's going to be really fun when we when we do this again in four more weeks. Yeah, no, I'm excited. But I will one one last note. Um, I do want to point out that um, whenever we we made our predictions, all of you guys said that uh, Houston was going to be like probably like a four win team, and and Mister uh, Mister Trejo here was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We actually put it on the board. That's what. That's our first board bet, my guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't think uh, I didn't think Houston was uh, was going to be able to to put it together uh, the way they Bro, have. Like this I'm a, at all. I'm a I'm a huge fan of their coach. I'm a huge fan of their quarterback, and I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of their first uh, of their draft picks. Honestly, I think they drafted really well. Um, um, so, um, it, to me, it, it didn't, it didn't make sense why it wouldn't work out. I think obviously CJ Stroud had a rough first game, um, but he's very well, he's putting it together very, uh, very well. I think this, this game. And I mean, like I said, uh, um, I, I think that that whole organization now I, I will say, I think they're putting it together, uh, better than what my, my expectations were. And I think they're you know, exceeding expectations for pretty much everybody. But um, I, I thought they were for sure, like I like I said earlier, in, like in the first podcast, I think they'd be for sure eight and eight or better. I did I did see a winning record, um, especially dude, fucking that running back too. I mean, dude, that dude's Pierce, a baller. Pierce, Pierce had a good game last week. Um, yeah, they need they need him to to get consistent like that. Um, and he's constantly sure. on. Um, uh, angry runs. So that dude is, and, and, and you talk about an angry runner. We have one with Pacheco. They have one with fucking Pierce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so that that actually kind of tees up. Um, I wanted to bring up the uh, like talking about trends, right? Through the first four weeks, we're going to take a snapshot, um, kind of a picture of around the league. So. I'm going to read off uh, a couple of names for you. Um, last season, the leading passer in the NFL was Mahomes at 5,250 yards. Um, tenth leading passer was Jalen Hurts, 3,701 yard. At 11 was uh, Rodgers with 3,695. Then 3,548 for Tua, um, 3,540 for Russell Wilson. So, what I put down was um, I'm kind of cutting the barometer at 3,700. Um, that gives us basically last year's top 10. Um, and to hit those numbers, you're looking at, I believe, 218 yards passing a game. And they should be around the 870-yard mark. At this point of the season, do you know who the uh, – like can you name a handful of the, of the top 10 passers right now? Um, and, and get an idea of how leaders many... or receiving leaders passing 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 leaders um off the top of my head i'm gonna go ahead and say probably um i'm gonna say probably josh allen would be in the in the top up there josh allen is sixth at this point of the season okay so maybe not uh, no, I mean, he's Mahomes? he's right there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mahomes, Mahomes is tenth. Mahomes is tenth. Mahomes is tenth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
another person, uh, probably the pet. Yeah, I'm thinking we about just talked about one. The pep- uh, you certainly believe in the team. And see, this is this is where this is where I. Oh, uh, C.J. Stroud, duh. C.J. Stroud, number four in the league with twelve hundred and twelve passing yards. Yeah, point. I I knew that. Well, I mean, yeah, I knew that. Um, um, who I'm thinking about is um, uh, uh the dude from um, um. Well, the, let me name let me Chargers. name a couple of guys that aren't right. Yes, Herbert, Justin Herbert. Herbie. Justin yeah, Herbert Herbie. is actually in fifth. He yeah, has okay. um, about 50 yards passing more than Josh Allen and about 50 less uh, or about 100 less than uh, C.J. Stroud it's sitting at 1,106. I'm going to read you a couple of names that are not um, at that point right now that might be surprising. One, Lamar Jackson uh, is 22nd. Thing. He has that's 794 yards passing right now. Well, the reason I say it is is because this season – was supposed to be the year that they lean into the passing game and Lamar no. is supposed to be more of a passer. No. That was the whole reason they got rid of their offensive coordinator and brought somebody in with more of a passing yes. game. Yes. So but no, come point, on. 22. Uh, well, 20 seconds in passing yards. Yeah, um, he's, behind, he's behind Justin Fields in passing. He's behind Mac Jones in passing yards. Um, That's not surprising. So the couple that are, that are below that, that are out, outside of the top 10, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, Jordan Love, um, Geno Smith. I think those are really the only ones. Uh, oh, oh, I got one that might, that might, might be, be top the top five? ones. Yep. You're missing one that's really obvious. Go ahead. Is, is Purdy up there? How's Purdy doing? Brock Purdy is eighth right now. So, you, really? yes, you're, you're getting the top. You, you've, you've got a bunch of the top ten down. So, I let's can't... see. You got there. You got there. You got there. You got there. Um, and here. So, you have right now you've got half. Of the top 10. And I think this kind of proves the point that I'm making. Um, shit is weird in the NFL this year. Tua Tagovailoa yeah. leads the NFL in passing yards right now. And see, I was I was going to say Tua, but I knew that. I mean, I figured Tua was to be up there, especially since they just put up a fucking 70 point. But I knew mm-hmm. that he didn't, he didn't even put up a lot of passing yards in that game. Tua has, um, Tua has 1,306 yards passing. Uh, at this point of the season, to go along with nine NFL, touchdowns, 1,300. 1, he is number okay. one. Second, Matthew Stafford, 1,229. Okay. Third, Kirk Cousins at 1,214. I was going to say Kirk, Kirk was going to be my next one. So to round out the top 10, we have Jared Goff at seven with 1,029. Mm-hmm. And then this is the one that I think most people are completely oblivious to and have no idea that this is going on. Russell Wilson at this point is number nine in the league with 1,014 passing yards, eight more passing yards right now at this point of the season than Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Who has more touchdown passes? Um, like who's leading the NFL in touchdown? Well, I mean, you yeah. just said Tua. He's nine, right? So nine. Tua is tied. Tua is tied for second. With okay. nine passing touchdowns. There are two other guys. What's CJ Stroud doing? CJ Stroud is in tenth place. He is tied with Jared Goff at six. Oh, okay. So so nine is is second and sixth is tenth. That's a pretty big damn. Um, um well Patrick Mahomes uh, should be up there. Uh, Mahomes is fifth. 
Yeah. Um, well, Mahomes is fifth, or you can call it, we'll call it Mahomes is actually third because there are three players tied for second. Tied for um, second. So Mahomes is at eight. He is tied with Jordan Love. Oh, wow. Jordan Love. I was going to say Herbie should be up there too, right? Justin Herbert is behind them. He has seven. Um, he is tied with two others um, that, that will basically round out the top 10 minus the guys that you haven't named in second and the leader. So to, to round out the eight and nine are Baker Mayfield and Justin Fields tied with Justin Herbert with seven touchdowns passing so far in the season. Remember I said this season is weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So who do you think right now is tied for uh, second with um, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, like I said, who has nine passing touchdowns? Uh, so there's two guys left to name. We've talked about them already. Purdy? Nope. Brock Purdy is 12th. He has five passing touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey is the one who scores all the touchdowns in San Francisco. Well, I mean, I, I know that he got – right, but I know that he got two of them catching, so that's why um, – you know, I figured. You yes, know, Brock Purdy outside there. of the top ten, he has five. Okay, okay. Uh, Herbie, what's Herbie at? Uh, Herbie was seventh. Did um, they already say Herbie. There? Okay. Yep. So right now, here's who we've got named. So okay. we're missing number one, and we're missing one person tied in second. So we have Tua. All right, sorry, two guys missing uh, who are tied in second. So we have mm -hmm. Tua at nine with two other guys tied with him. We have the number one. Um, is Allen? What's, what's Allen at? Josh Allen tied for second with Tua Tagovailoa. He yeah. has nine touchdowns. Um, to round out the top ten, C.J. Stroud, Jared Goff are tied at six. Um, okay. Mahomes is at five, tied with Jordan Love with eight. And I'm just going to tell you the last two. Yep. So number one, Kirk Cousins with 11 passing touchdowns on the season. Okay. The other one tied for second right now in passing touchdowns is Russell Wilson. With Russ, no shit. Russell Wilson nah. at this point in the season has thrown for more passing yards and one more touchdown than Patrick Mahomes. He has thrown for two less interceptions than Patrick Mahomes has at this point. And he's averaging a touchdown 1.2% more often on their passing attempts at this point. That sounds like I need to pick him up in fantasy then. Uh, you can't because he's on my team. Oh, <laughs> no, I, no wonder you're over I've there known, I've known Russell was good from week two, man. I saw that offense and was like, hey, Sean Payton knows offense. He may not know defense, but that actually helps me because that means Russell's going to have to throw the ball a lot. So yep. um, that was really fun, right? So we've got some fun guys that are up there, some weird names. Now I'm going to go through, like I said, to start this thing off. Uh, last year, to, to break into the top 10 last year, 3,700 yards passing, you need to have 870 yards passing at this point of the season. Right now, half, over half of the NFL is on pace to throw for more than 3,700 yards. To pass for as many yards as Patrick Mahomes did last season, 5,250, you need to be averaging 306 yards a game. You need to be at 1,223 yards of passing. Right now, we have two that are at that cusp with two, who, who players, two? With two players I know, two that are one. less than 20 yards away from it. One and two, Matthew Stafford, Tua Tagovailoa, three and four, Kirk Cousins, and your boy, 
C.J. Stroud is on pace for almost 5,000, for over 5,000 yards passing. I don't think, I don't think Tua continues it. I don't think uh, Stroud continues it. Um, um, well, actually, yeah, I don't think Stroud continues it. I think he, he'll hit a wall here uh, soon enough. I think Stroud um, continues it because they've had like, there's like three starting offensive linemen that are going to be coming back for them in the next couple of weeks. So I think, honestly, if anything, Stroud might start to look better as the he, run game gets more into shape because the line starts to heal back up. Um, what is, you know what, actually, uh, but I think I'm pretty sure that, uh, they're, uh, I thought for the, their record was, or the schedule was getting ready to be, um, actually, you know, tougher. So, mm-hmm. but I, mm-hmm. I, let me look it up real quick, but, um, but who, who, who were the top four again? So the, the four that we basically, I would say are on the, the four that we, that we can say are on pace for, um, 5,000 yard season. Let me just do the math real quick, and we'll make it easy. Uh, you know what? Now that I think about it, now that I'm looking at their schedule, bro, he might be able to continue it. I mean, they played the Falcons. They played the – well, see, like the Saints have a really good defense. Panthers don't necessarily. Bucks have a really good defense. Panthers have a pretty good D. Yeah, but – The I mean, Bucks have a really good defense. That's year. what I'm saying. I know the Bucks really good. Then they do with Bengals, and then – I mean, Cardinals, God knows what the fucking Cardinals are doing. They're – fucking impressing everybody mm-hmm. but we've got um, right now i for me the thing that's just crazy is at this point uh one a quarter of the way through the year we've got four guys basically on pace to beat or to meet or beat the amount of passing yards that the the leader for last mm-hmm. year had the 10th overall guy over half the league right now is on pace to to throw for more than 3700 yards passing uh baker mayfield 17 Mac Jones, Jordan Love, Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, Sam Howell. Like, wow. Um, yeah. Moving on to to the running backs. Um, last year, the leading rusher in the league uh, was Josh Jacobs, 1,653 yards. Uh, you would need to be rushing for about 94 uh, a game. 376 yards, I believe, is where you need to be at to be on pace to hit those numbers. Um, at this point, there is one running back in the league that is on pace for that. So the number that I set um, was 1,200 yards rushing. Last year in the NFL, how many players do you think had 1,200 yards rushing or more? Last year? Yeah. Um, probably Derek Henry and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Taylor did not. But there were five running backs in the NFL last year who had 1,200 yards rushing or more. So I picked 1,200 because I thought, like, that's clearly the cream of the crop where either you're one of the really good guys or you're in a really good system as well. Um, Last year, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, and Miles Sanders Mm -hmm. were the leading rushers. So 1,200 yards is our mark to be a top five running back in the uh, NFL. To hit 1,200, I think you need to be averaging 282 yards rush. Uh, you need to have 282 yards rushing at this point of the season. We have nine running backs that are on pace for that, starting with Kenneth Walker, uh, Derrick Henry, James Cook, Devon Achain, Tony Pollard, Bijan Robinson, James Conner, DeAndre Swift, and Christian McCaffrey. Um, Right now, I think this is really interesting to look at. 
Uh, I'm not even going to have you guess for like the top 10 rushers because it is all over the place. Clearly, Christian McCaffrey, number one. Mm -hmm. Um, DeAndre Swift is the second leading rusher. McCaffrey has 459 yards. Swift is 364. That's who who was going to be my first pick is Swift. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I don't think many people would realize that James Conner and B. John Robinson are the third leading rushers tied at 318 yards rushing um, right now. Uh, Tony Pollard, 311. So he's right there. Devon Shane, 309. Um, his backfield mate, Raheem Mostert, is uh, at 16th in the league right now, 249. I know if we're going to talk about a Shane, people are also going to be interested to see where his backfield mate is. Um, the top 10 running backs, uh, according to yardage right now, Zach Moss, Kenneth Walker, Derek Henry, James Cook, Devon Shane, and Tony Pollard. Um, there is uh, two guys tied for the league lead in rushing touchdowns right now. Can you guess either of those two? Rushing touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey has to be yep. up there. That's one. Uh, any, any idea who second is? For rushing touchdown? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know what? And I know this is going to be kind of crazy off the wall, but I know that he's been rushing the fucking ball a lot. Um, um, Richardson from the quarterback Richardson from New England. So or from Indianapolis, or Indianapolis Richardson yeah. is, is currently tied for, let's see, tied for third in the league. Yeah. Uh, he has four rushing touchdowns. Um, so the guy who was tied with Christian McCaffrey right now for with at six rushing touchdowns, Raheem Mostert oh, from Miami. Start. Yep. Uh, second in the league, three guys are tied with five rushing touchdowns. Kenneth Walker, the third in Seattle, David Montgomery in Detroit. And Kyron Williams, a surprise running back, blowing up on the scene. Yeah, no shit. Um, and then tied with Richardson at four for third in the league with four rushing touchdowns is two players. One, a fellow quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. The other one is Raheem Mostert's teammate, Devon Ashane. Yep. Miami's backfield is absolutely um, ridiculous and scary. Uh, two guys in the top three for rushing touchdowns. Two guys in the top. You know what I say? Most are sixteenth, so they have. I mean, it, yeah. it's not and fair what they're doing with their run game out four there. Four guys that are the fucking fastest in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think they. they I haven't checked it. the next gen stats to see the if anybody's top, beat out a dolphin for one of the six fastest recorded speeds. So I, that's what I was getting ready to say. I knew the top five uh, fastest speeds in the NFL have been recorded as far as like as last week. I know it was last week. Well, Raheem Mostert, everybody says Tyreek Hill is the fastest player in the league, which I'm, I'm not really going to argue with. The one thing I will say is the fastest player recorded at the top speeds recorded in the NFL, I believe the last three years running was Mostert or yeah, it was Mostert. Yeah. Well, they actually had Mostert, uh, uh, had him on, um, on GMFB not too long ago, and they actually asked him that, like, who's the fastest on the speed and who's the fastest on the team? And he actually said, he's like, he's like, I'm the fastest. He goes, and actually, if you ask Cheetah, he he goes, I ask Cheetah all the time to race me, and he said he won't race me because he knows I'm the fastest. He goes, but he goes, but that's just you know, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I and I was like, and, and the, the way he said it, it wasn't like a. Like, you uh, just know. He just yeah, knows. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it wasn't it, cocky. It wasn't. It was, no, yeah, exactly. it's just like, nah, man. Like, it, we it, know. He knows straight, and I know. 
Yeah. Y'all don't really know, but that's fine because I know and, I, and he knows. And I believe it because as soon as Cheetah races him and he loses, he knows that he's no I longer. I lost to a 31 year old running back. Or he's no longer the fastest man in the NFL. I mean, he mm-hmm. is right now what he is. So he, I know that he has the title until someone beats him. And I think that's also why he didn't do the race in uh, in the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. But whatever. So um, I've been really impressed with Tony Pollard so far this season. Uh, fifth in the league in rushing 311 yards. Zach Moss has been uh, has looked really good in Indy. He's 10th uh, in the league right now, 280 yards. Uh, followed closely behind him is Isaiah Pacheco, who hey, has uh, started Bob. to who started to earn a little more love um, in my eyes. I think I think Pacheco is a perfect player for Kansas City for what we need. Um, for me, like a lot of teams in the NFL, it looks like they're looking at running back as less of a who's the guy that's going to be back there and more of a like, what can this guy do for me? And then how do I use it? Um, I think for for doing his role, Pacheco is really good. I hope that he continues to show some of the development. Uh, I hope that he builds kind of like Zach Wilson. I hope he builds on this game um, from last Sunday. He's a mm-hmm. New Jersey boy. Uh, I thought it was really cool. He said he's never worn another a, a color besides red for his jersey since high school. Yeah, um, I saw. I heard that every step of the way wearing that red. So uh, love to see that. But you know, he was extra motivated to play really well because he had so many people there. Um, so I just hope that he can kind of build on that um, moving forward. If we have a real running game that people have to worry about, even if he's the eleventh leading rusher, twelfth leading rusher in the league, like. That's good enough. That's above average. And we also know that he's doing this not as the pure one. Um, Clyde's going to get carries and touches. And and I think Clyde and Jet are the perfect complementary pieces for a guy like Pacheco. Um, mm-hmm. They both bring something a little bit different to the table. And I think if Clyde was a second round pick, if, if Clyde was the 33rd pick instead of the 32nd pick, people would be um, really happy with him as a number two back or a rotational piece. Um, I agree. I so, think we have wasted our I, I've been very open about our first two uh, first round picks. The the guy who I'm most excited to see is the running back taken right after him. Um, Jonathan Taylor, uh, with how well Moss has played and even with a game without um, Anthony Richardson already this early in the season when he was 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 held out for the game. Um, that team looks poised to do some really good work. So it's going to be really interesting to see that saga unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, uh, you need to be averaging 71 yards a game, uh, be at 282 yards rushing, uh, to be at that 1200 yard pace. And it looks like we've got, uh, 10, 11 guys that are, that are hunting for that 1200 yards rushing. Um, that kind of puts you in the top tier in my eyes, um, either top tier player or, uh, your offense has just got it figured out and is playing really well. We're going to move on to wide receivers now. Um, yakety yak. Who last year led the league in receiving? None other than Justin Jefferson with 1,809 yards. Uh, Second was Tyreek, 1,710. Third was Devontae with 1,516. A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Waddle, Travis Kelsey. Round out the top eight. I give you the top eight because that's kind of my opinion where we get the break point from like the true top tier guys. Um, Travis had 1,338 yards receiving. 
He's number eight. At number nine, we drop all the way down to 1196 yards receiving. That was Devontae Smith. Who's um, 10? And then uh, Terry McLaurin was 10th at 1191. Terry Terry. Terry Terry. Followed closely. Um, he had 1191. Amon Ross St. Brown had 1161. And I believe he missed some time um, in a couple of games as well last year. So, uh, But Scary Terry is doing it with guys um, – who are nowhere near the talent level of Jared Goff, who was balling, mm-hmm. has been balling the last two years. Um, yeah, Campbell's so, got, got go them ahead. boys playing. No, yeah, Campbell's got them boys playing. Aaron Glenn's got them boys playing on defense too. That's the real scary part. So 1,300 yards um, receiving is going to be my, my kind of cutoff point for like who are the real good wide receivers, right? We had eight guys last year that went over that. Uh, you need about 118 yards a game. You need to be at 472 yards um, receiving for the first four weeks. At this point, we only have three players um, that are close to that. Wait, I did that number wrong. I was going to say Justin Jefferson has to be one up there. Uh, that's the pace for... I don't know where I got 472, actually. Mm-mm. Let's clear that out. Sorry. But, yeah, I'd say just... We're looking at 305 to get to that 1,300-yard mark. You need 423 to get to that 1,800-yard mark. Um, right now, we have five players in the league that are on pace to break the to meet or break the uh, 1800 yard mark. I believe 472. Sorry. I think 472 was, was a 2000 yard season. Mm-hmm. Um, what's Justin at? Yep. So at this point, Justin Jefferson is a leading uh, receiver in the NFL. He has 543 yards receiving. Um, so right now he's on pace for over 2000 yards. Damn. Um, Followed closely by Puka Nakua at 501, who uh, just with quick math is on pace for a 2,000 yard season. Damn. Um, then we have Tyreek at I, third I figured, 470. That's what I was going to say. I figured Tyreek would be uh, would be second. That's kind of crazy that Puka's third or second. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is, I mean, I knew Puka was doing good. Uh, I didn't think that he was doing this good. Yeah, but Puka and see. Balling. And I'm interested to see how balling how how he's going to be doing um, after uh, Cooper Cup comes back because that's the thing I know uh, I know about um, uh, Stafford is he he throws it to one guy mainly and one guy only so he's not much of a I'm gonna throw it to I'm gonna spread it around type of guy at this he's, point. Stafford is supporting uh, two wide receivers in the top 18. Um, Puka is second with 501. Tutu Atwell um, is at 18th in the league for receiving yards with 270. So, yeah, there's uh, not a whole lot of ball, not a whole lot more balls to go around. So that that's exactly where I'm at is, like, it's going to be weird to say, like, Puka may become a better player with – less stats <laughs> mm-hmm. right, right right he'll be open more often he's not going to get the one against him like 
they might throw the one against him on the outside when, uh, you know, they play a little bit different style of receiver, right? Puka's on the outside. Um, So that, that bodes well for him. Um, But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see, um, you know, two top tier uh, stud fucking wide receivers in Los Angeles when, when he finally comes back. I don't think, I don't think the chemistry that he's built with Puka is really going to go back. If anything, we, he might just start catching touchdown passes finally. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. He might, he might, you know, they might just trade off, you know, some of them while you get touchdowns. And some of them get, so uh, to hit uh, that 1300 yard mark, you need 305 yards receiving at this point. Like we said, we had eight guys there last year. We have 13 guys right now that are on pace with potentially Shit. a 14th, um, 305, 306 yards receiving, excuse me, Chris Olave. Uh, 13th and CD at 309, Brandon Ayuk, Amon Red St. Brown, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, Diggs, Brown. Now, number five in the NFL is another new name. 428 yards receiving, three receiving touchdowns to this point. Nico Collins of the Houston Texans is fifth in the NFL in receiving yards. I actually knew that because I have him on my fantasy. <laughs> I know because I tried to get him and you got him. Uh, <laughs> so um, receiving touchdowns at this point, uh, your leader tied for uh, first with four is uh, Tyreek and Stefan Diggs. Uh, tied for second with three receiving touchdowns, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Nico Collins, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Romeo Dobbs. Gabe Davis, Cortland Sutton, Mark Andrews, Brandon Johnson, wide receiver from uh, Denver, and mm-hmm. Donald Parham. Um, so just a, a smorgasbord. We've got tight ends and wide receivers on that list. Mark Andrews balling out out there with Lamar. Uh, yeah, Gabe Davis making big plays. I'm really excited to see what Dobbs does uh, moving forward. He He clearly has vibes with Jordan Love but I think right now without Christian Watson out there um, I I know he came back last week but he didn't play the full game Uh, so hopefully as his role develops and Watson's on the field more full-time that slots Dobbs into a better role on the offense or really I think his role is kind of carved out but hopefully that makes his job easier um, Mm -hmm. with more attention being paid because I think Dobbs could be a, a really 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 good number two uh, wide receiver out there in Green Bay for them. Uh, But we've got, yeah, a ton of dudes that are on pace to absolutely crush that 1300 yard mark. Um, And it's, it's interesting to see, like we've got new Orleans, we've got San Fran, we've got Tampa Bay, we've got the Raiders, um, you know, Houston got a charger, uh, you know, the, the no name, the, the surprise name with the Kua at receiver. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, at this point of the year, um, to your point, you've made a couple of times who, whose schedule gets harder, whose schedule gets easier. It's hard to, I always hate that conversation because all it takes is one injury or one guy uh, with a concussion being pulled from the game. And, and the, the whole thing, everything changes from what oh, should yeah. be the expectation. It um, takes one or two 10 yard games for them to be like, you know, for, to, to break all that too. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, so uh, I'm really excited for the rest of this year. Um, me too. I, th- I think I think the thing that's really surprising to me right now, uh, more than anything, is uh, like 
the the tight ends seem to just not be doing well this year. Um, that's that's every year, bro. That's well, I mean, year. but we I feel like we haven't even I feel like we haven't had like a wide you know a tight tight end game. You know, there's even not not just Kelsey, but like e- even last year there was that that random weird tight end that would have a a big game and and two or three touchdowns um it feels like the the slot receiver has taken a lot more of that um, yeah but who knows right like detroit's running a, detroit's running a ton of two tight end we run in a ton of two mm-hmm. tight end buffalo's been uh running a bunch you know trying to to work that two tight end more um so yeah like i said going to be really interesting to see um what the rest of the year has has coming for us? Were there any other uh, games coming up this um, this coming week that you wanted to talk about? Um, obviously, the one that stands out to me the most is Sunday Night Football, baby. Cowboys versus uh, 49ers, man. That mm-hmm. that rematch. The last couple of years they've been going at it. That's just an old rematch. One of my favorite uh, rematches. Uh, obviously, growing up. Um, so, and even just this year, they're two, two of the, of the, um, best teams I feel like in the, in the NFL, not just in the NFC. So I'm excited to see what's, what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm interested to see. So I, I believe last week the bears now, yes, they played the Broncos, but last week the bears had the, the highest output of yardage for any team in the league that 471 yards of total offense still lost that game. So I'm interested to see them go um, to play Washington. Um, the commanders are, they're definitely like a fight your ass off sort of a team coming off of a close loss. Um, some questionable decisions by Ron Rivera. I was, I can't believe he kicked it and didn't go for the win. Um, they score a touchdown on the last freaking play of the game. Like yeah, string it all together. All the momentum is finally on your side. It's been a Eagles day the whole day. Um, so interesting uh, to see that. Um, the uh, Texans versus Falcons game actually has me really curious. Uh, I'm, I just want to watch more of, of CJ Stroud. I want to watch more of Bijan. Mm-hmm. Um and I want to see. I, I actually, I want to see. More, I, I actually want to see Ritter do good because I've I've been hearing a lot of negative things about Ritter he has in the news. Not good. So I under, I understand, but he's not. That doesn't he's mean that he's not round, a good quarterback. He's a third round pick. Like I, I don't even. To me, it's more on the coaching staff. Like how how is? I mean, I get it. You can find a guy, but it's like I haven't seen many flashes of him yet. I know it's early in his career and like, you mm-hmm. don't want to give him too short of a leash, but like, like I think everything I think else said... around this team looks so good. It is clear. The quarterback position is holding the uh, success of that team back. Yeah. But look, look, okay. So for example, look at what it, for, I would compare it to the jets. Um, somebody was saying that I think we have nine games uh, of, of, Ritter, we have like twenty or something of of Zach Wilson, so or maybe not twenty, but uh, uh, maybe like double as much, maybe like fourteen, fifteen of Zach Wilson. So, no, probably right? More they than gave that. their they gave their second overall pick two years and and then made a huge trade for Aaron Rodgers. So, like, 
I'm sorry, as a third round pick. Yeah, like I said, nine games isn't isn't enough. But again, that goes to the coach again on for me. It's like, okay, let's give this this kid, you know, let's give him more time. Clearly, yeah. give him more time. Get get through a couple more weeks. But if we don't start, like, you got to show me something moving forward. Um, so that's part of what I'm interested in uh, as yeah, well. That, he has that, he has all the pieces that he should need to make plays. <clears throat> right. No, so that's just another just another kind of proving your point. That's another reason why that game is more – it's kind of interesting. The Titans-Colts game has uh, some interest for me because I have Jonathan Taylor. Um, so I just want to see um, – what what develops with him if he's going to come back this week or next? Um, that if, Bills if Jags does, if he does want to play the Jags, man, the Jags are so weird because yeah, Trevor know. Lawrence has been playing really well, but something but still not feels <laughs> off. Like his, yeah. his ratings and his and his stats are are pretty decent. It's just that team is is weird. Um, Dougie P, uh, get, get it together out there, man. I want to see it. Want to see it string together. I want to see you guys. Uh, look good again. Well, I um, think I think one thing that's going to help them too is that the game is in London, and uh, the Jags have been there in London since. Yeah, the uh, Jags are basically London's team. Exactly, and but Bills pretty much, you know, are, are going to be coming in there just this week. So mm-hmm. now, now they could very well. The Bills are, are very are, are definitely a better team. So, but I think that's just going to help the Jags. Um, so. I, I totally agree. Um, and, and just and just real quick, talking about the uh, the Jags, did you get a chance to uh, uh, catch the last London game, the Jags and um, uh, oh, the Dolphins Atlanta game? game? No, or the, the Jags Atlanta and Atlanta game? Yeah, game? yeah, yeah. yeah the, I, um, the story game? I, I did not. I totally forgot. Um, Bro, it was fun. I'm, it I'm was very it was dumb. I have it recorded, so I need yeah. to watch it. It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. I saw I saw a bunch of cut ups and clips of it. I was like, okay, that's that's cool. The, that's the, cool, man. Yeah, just uh, the the my favorite part, obviously, is that they used uh, Slinky as. Uh, did as you see? The, did you see one of the players after they scored a touchdown? Did the Andes here celebration? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the uh, it was obviously the Jags, but mm-hmm. it was after the pick six. He, uh, yeah, they did the uh, Andy entering the door. It was kind of funny. So, um, I mean, really, there's a lot of games that are interesting to me. Cincinnati at Arizona. Um, what the hell is going on in Cincinnati? Like, bro, I, if... I tell you, what's been really funny is to see the Bengals fans who are pissed at the play of um, Orlando Brown Jr. and it's like. What we tried to tell y'all, he wasn't like a top five left tackle. He's good. He's yeah, like we let, not great. Like we let him go for y'all a reason. Expected great, and you got right. good, and you're upset. Like I, we all told you, he's good, but he's yeah. not great. Like right. Uh, and um, Joe Burrow, like get healthy, know. brother. I, and, but like I so get it. Weird. It's like. I, I get it. He like said he they felt can't, better after this week than he has, but it's like he okay, has to say he can't the, go out there and be like, "Bro, I'm fucking hurt. Like I cannot go out there and play. Like I can't barely move around. Like it's clear that he can't that he can't move around. That is and, clear. And again, it comes to me. It's kind of like it goes back to coaching. Like, do you have that little faith in your backup to be able to it's, navigate it's, through two weeks 
it's you know, yeah, it's not that. Weeks, like, yeah, because even it's, one it's, week, but like, give yes. them some time. No, they, dude. Honestly, they don't. I, I get it. They don't have time. Had no, they not they, lost? Had they not lost three weeks? Dude, you, you you put your your backup out there, and you lose those two games. You're done for the season. Yeah, exactly. You, you might as well. Your you might as well is, put him because the, the the path to get to the Super Bowl is so exactly. Hard. And when you so look you at might Buffalo as... and how they're playing football right now, and when you look at Miami and like, yeah, they lost to Buffalo, but they lost to Buffalo. They didn't. They ain't losing to, to the other guys out there. They're, that team right. is put together well. You look at the Chiefs, and it's like. You better hope and pray that mm-hmm. this is what our offense looks like for the rest of the year. Because if we get it together, y'all are fucked again. Because exactly. defense is not to be messed with. And if the offense starts to really pull their weight and not just do enough, whew, it could be uh, – yeah. So I get why they're like, there. But it's, it's, like, it's, it's week four, and they can't throw the towel in week four. Like I understand – I I could I, – I completely understand. If if Burrow can go out there and play as as horrible as it looks, he's got to do it. Because like if you look at it, if they can get a win against uh, Arizona, they're what two and three. Mm-hmm. Two. So they not, that's not a bad situation. They could actually after that maybe uh, put well, they've Burrow. Got, they've got two weeks until they're by, so they got to get through Arizona and they got to get through Seattle. And then they get to their bye week. Yeah, um, so I, I could very well see them play them against Arizona and maybe sit them down the next two weeks. Because I mean, then that that, 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 that would put them that at two for them. Because Arizona looked good. I think they had like a seven or eight sack game already this season. And I, didn't Seattle right. just have eleven sacks? Yeah, no, that's night? what that's what I'm saying. Like, if Arizona goes out there and beats them, they might as well sit Burrow because mm-hmm. their season's done. Hmm. Yeah, the pathway for them is is about as hard as it can be without your exactly. quarterback being out. This is arguably worse. Is when he's he's uh, marginalized this much, but you can't uh, exactly. afford to put him on the bench. Philly versus uh, the Rams. That'll be a fun one. Um, and then the last one is kind of like I'll call it the battle of the suck, right? New York versus Denver. Uh, yeah, but it, it's really not right because. Denver's offense is actually good. It's just their defense is almost non-existent. And it's kind of the inverse for the Jets, right? Like, their defense is incredibly good. Um, Mm -hmm. They forced – like, think about the first week of the season. We were going, what the hell is wrong with Josh Allen? Oh, literally absolutely nothing. He's top four quarterback in the league still. And, like, legitimately, if he keeps on this – pace that he's on you you could convince me that it's josh allen and patrick mahomes and then everybody else that's how good he's playing but the jets defense just happens to be that good and then we get the i'll say the worst performance i've seen mahomes have uh since he became a chief uh versus that that jets defense so one of the it's going to be interesting because it's like the two good pieces have to face off and then the two bad pieces have to face off. So can Zach Wilson build on his uh, positive momentum and confidence? Um, will that Denver Broncos defense, you know, help help keep that ball rolling for him? Um, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a mm-hmm. fun. One. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to watch. I get to actually watch football this uh, this this Sunday, so um, I'm pretty excited. 
Yeah. Well, uh, this weekend will be uh, some fun football. Uh, we'll have to try and get together and watch like Sunday night uh, this week or uh, maybe watch midday games um, together since you don't have to be at the uh, stadium. So maybe we'll do a little uh, impromptu recording this weekend if we get together. But uh, on that note, um, thank you for joining us today. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, guys. As always, uh, like out. and subscribe. And, uh, yep, idiots out. Deuces. Thank you. Tell your friends. <laughs>